Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then, a man in the synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of the man. The evil spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all amazed. But they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching? And with authority? He even gives orders to evil spirits And they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. Jesus did it. The apostles did it. The early church did it. And throughout church history, mighty men and women of God did it. I'm afraid to say... And to report to you, the modern church, though, they don't do it. What am I speaking of? I'm speaking of the reality of casting demons out in public. You may not be familiar with the New Testament, but let me shed some light. In the Gospels, in the first handful books of the New Testament... The Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, they all speak of Jesus casting out demons in public. In the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, they drove out evil spirits in public. And throughout church history, Mighty men and women of God cast out demons in public. Why in our day, in our supposedly modern day, is the church ill-equipped on casting demons out in public? Now, there are exceptions, of course. I'm not saying that there is no church. There are churches in the world. But they are few and far between. They are rare. By and large, the church, the body of Christ does not carry out the command 
of the Lord Jesus when he said, In my name you will cast out devils. And that's sad because people need deliverance. And there's a watching world out there, my friends, that need to see the power of Jesus Christ over the enemy. And what better way to display that display that than in public? Jesus did, the apostles did, the early church did, and throughout church history, mighty men men and women of God did it. You need to do it. I need to do it. We need to follow the commands of Jesus Christ. We need to follow in the footsteps of great men and women of God, such as John Wesley, Smith Wigglesworth, the Apostle Paul, the Evangelist Philip, and of course our Savior and our Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ. So tonight we're going to talk a little bit about the subject on 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 the whole issue of casting demons out in public on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience Deliverance. What's up? This is Michael Tate with a reminder for all Jesus Freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. We're aware that many stories of persecution reported by the Voice of the Martyrs are inappropriate for children. For this radio broadcast, we edit some of the more gruesome details. But we're still counting on parents to filter, explain, and give context to the stories of torture and murder, stories that must be told. We encourage parents to lift up martyrs as heroes, and be ready to explain Christ's words in Matthew chapter 10, verse 39. Whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. For kid-friendly resources from VOM to use at home, Sunday school, youth group, or even vacation Bible school, go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with the story of a Jesus freak who was ready for the worst. Pastor Lee knew he was being watched by the Chinese Public Security Bureau. He knew the risk of preaching at the house church, as he did every Tuesday. Pastor Lee had been arrested many times and beaten to the point where he vomited blood. Once he was beaten with his own Bible. He also knew Chinese citizens can be sent to labor camps for up to three years without a trial. So he was ready. He even had a bag packed with a blanket and extra clothing. Still, he preached that night without fear. Sure enough, armed officers burst through the doors and arrested him. Lee was ready. Are you? How do you respond to the voice of the martyrs? Go online to persecution.net. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with a challenge for Jesus Freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. The Bible tells how Jesus suffered on his way to the cross. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Another passage describes the scene on Calvary. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. 
The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. These vivid accounts of Jesus' death are not from the New Testament. They're from Isaiah, written prophetically more than 600 years before Christ was born. For more from the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. casting demons out in public for several decades prior to our meeting. But God had used Frank, this dear man, in some remarkable ways, including touching my heart about conducting public deliverances. Allow me to explain. A number of years ago, God began to speak to my heart in a very serious manner about dealing with demons in public. For you must understand, for, for many years I had conducted private deliverances, private exorcisms, but now God was ever so gently prodding me through his word and through a specific servant, Frank Marzullo, to challenge me, to open my eyes to the need of conducting public exorcisms, public deliverances. I just didn't, I'll be honest, I just didn't know where to start, but I just knew deep within my very being that God was calling me to take the ministry of deliverance to the public arena. God had given me this burden and he had been preparing me, I, I truly believe, for this public ministry of casting out demons. I mean, I, I recall speaking to various groups and and churches and conferences and sensing a need to bring the ministry of deliverance to the public arena. I just I just didn't know where to begin. And through the years the Holy Spirit has been bringing me many demonized individuals. And I was conducting many uh private deliverances, private exorcisms, but I also felt a desire to reach the masses. I mean, if you look, as I mentioned prior to the commercial break, if you just look at the scriptural accounts of Jesus dealing with demons, oftentimes he dealt with demons in public. That that was a general rule. It was an exception when he dealt with people with demons in, in a private setting from a, from a scriptural standpoint. So I really, God's word had been dealing with me. And I remember my first public confrontation with the devil. And his demons, which occurred on Halloween night more than 20-plus years ago, when I was invited by a dear pastor friend to speak at an all-night prayer meeting in Western Africa in the country of Benin. Now, I had heard reports that many were being healed and delivered from demons in these public meetings, so I 
Obviously, I was very excited about participating in this event. Uh, the prayer meeting was held in a, in a school on the second floor with only one small light. Uh, the believers prayed for one another and asked for God's delivering power to rest upon on those, on those suffering from demonic affliction and attacks. And in the middle of the prayer meeting, demons started to manifest within a couple of the young ladies that were attending the meeting. Immediately, the demons flew the woman into a violent, a very violent frenzy. But the believers immediately gathered around the young woman and began to pray for for the deliverance of their souls. When suddenly the demons threw the woman down to the ground, they started to slither. I mean, literally slither across the floor. I mean, this voodoo spirit of the sea had inhabited them. But the church continued to pray against the voodoo spirits that were controlling these these dear poor women. The pastor and I began to minister to the ladies, and we found out that both had been involved in voodoo ceremonies, and both expressed a desire to be freed from the spirits. Immediately, the pastor and I prayed, asking the Lord to deliver them. And God was gracious as he set them free. Now, that was my first introduction to the public ministry of casting out demons. Mind you, I had been casting out demons many years prior to that. But that was my first introduction in a public setting. As usually I would deal with demons in a very private setting, in a home, in a, uh, in a small group with just maybe less than five people, at mo- uh, five people at most. But this introduction to the public ministry of casting out demons wouldn't be my last. For this di- desire deep within my heart to reach the masses with the message of deliverance grew stronger and stronger as the days went by. So back in America, I continued looking into this interest of conducting public exorcisms. I continued to pray, asking God to teach me and to give me opportunities to cast out demons in public. And I remember several years later, I was invited back to Western Africa, but this time to Ghana to hold citywide evangelistic meetings in the city of Kumasi. Thousands and thousands would come to the meetings. Thousands, many thousands attended the meetings, and many, many, many people surrendered to Jesus Christ. I remember one meeting alone. I was speaking in a Methodist school before a large youth gathering. And, and this was a very early meeting. Very early in the morning meeting, I think it was five, six, seven o'clock. We're not talking about mid morning or late morning. We're talking about early in the morning. There was a crowd of more than two thousand that came to this special service at this Methodist school in Kamasi, and more than fifty percent, more than a thousand young people surrendered to Jesus Christ that morning. So God was doing amazing miracles, bringing people into his kingdom. Now, during my brief time in Ghana, I had the opportunity to speak at a variety of different venues. Besides speaking at the nightly public meetings, I would speak at various meetings, such as that Methodist school in the morning, uh, some meetings in the afternoon, and, and so forth. 
I was also invited to speak at a large deliverance service held at the New Tafu Baptist Church in Kamasi. And I was introduced to the pastor who had a heart for the ministry deliverance and reported that many were being delivered by uh, being delivered by demons in um, from demons in the services midweek uh, during their midweek deliverance service that the church hosted, and and he invited me to address this deliverance service. And upon our arrival, I noticed the sanctuary was literally packed, and there was a sense of expectancy in the air. I mean, the people were believing for the deliverance of bound souls. So I gave a brief gospel message, as I always do, irregardless of the setting. For I am an evangelist, and I want to make sure people are going to heaven when they die. I want, that's the greatest miracle, is the regeneration of the heart. Experiencing the born-again experience. Encountering the risen Jesus Christ. And I want to take a moment right now. There are people listening throughout this world to this global presentation, this radio broadcast, this program tonight. And I feel an urgency to bring the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to those who are listening who may have no idea where they're going to be spending eternity. And just as I did those many years ago in Africa, I do this behind this microphone in this studio of mine in this home in Dallas before you. I want you to know that Jesus loves you. His de deepest care, his deepest concern is that you would come to know him. For the scripture clearly teaches, my friends, and I count you as my friends, the Bible tells us, the scriptures tells us so clearly, God does not want any to perish, but all to come to repentance. He loves you. You are important to God. And he wants you. To come by faith. Faith alone is not by any kind of works you could muster. It's not by anything that you could do. Nothing. There's nothing you could do except by placing your faith. Just your trust. Your trust in Jesus Christ. For you must understand. The scripture tells us God demonstrated his love. And now while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Jesus Christ went to the cross. So that you could be forgiven. He shed blood. He was crucified. He was buried. But God the Father raised Jesus from the grave. He ascended to the Father's right hand. He is coming back visibly and physically. At some point, he will return. And I would like for you to experience this new life, a new day, a new hope, a brand new life. Imagine having your sins cleansed. The scripture tells us, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is not even one who is righteous. No, not even one. We all need a Savior. That's why Jesus came. To destroy the works of the devil. The works of the devil is sin, death, sickness, demonization. And the Lord Jesus Christ can defeat all these things in your life. By his precious, holy, sacrificial blood. The blood, the redemptive blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse you from all sins. The scripture tells us repent. Turn to God so your sins may be wiped out. So times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Times of refreshing. You need that. 
I need that. We need times of refreshing. What better moment than now? Just call upon the name of Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. He's risen. He's Lord. And he will come into you and give you eternal life. Just simply say, Lord Jesus Christ, cleanse me. Forgive me. I turn from sin and I call upon you, Jesus, to deliver me from the powers of the enemy. Jesus Christ, your love, your joy, your peace, your presence in my life right now in Jesus' name. Now be sure. I just want to take it out a moment to pray with everyone. And now if you, and I know, I really get a sense people have been praying with me throughout this world. If you just pray that simple prayer by faith, gave your life to Jesus Christ, email me at j j a y at jbartlett.org. J at jbartlett.org. And let me know that you just prayed. Give me a mailing address, and I'll be sure to send you a free New Testament to encourage you, to equip you, to comfort you, to strengthen you as you live here in this dark world. And I congratulate you, and I welcome you to the family of God. And that's what I do. When, like when I was there in Ghana, I preached the gospel, and, and many came to know Christ. But no doubt many were there for deliverance. But unfortunately... I'll be honest with you. I didn't take the step of faith and prayed for the deliverance of those under the power of the devil. I just simply didn't know how to go about conducting a public deliverance. Now, I was elated, I was joyful, and, and rejoicing to know that the gospel was proclaimed and many souls were being saved. But I was saddened to know that no one was delivered from demons, and I knew there were people there needing deliverance. But God remained faithful in my life. And a few years later, after those experiences in Africa, the, the Holy Spirit began to deal with me quite seriously on the need to cast out demons in public. And the Holy Spirit directed me to Frank Marzullo, an 88-year-old evangelist and exorcist who had spent more than 40-plus years dealing with demons in public. And one of our in, in, in one of our personal phone conversations, Frank challenged me. He's now with the Lord, but Frank had challenged me those years ago to hold public exorcism service. He told me it would be horrible to hold any ministry meeting without an opportunity for those attending to be delivered from demons by the power of God. He's right. So I took this advice to heart, and I took a step of faith and trusted God in the area. In this particular area of ministry, the ministry of casting out demons in public. And the result has been God-honoring and staggering, incredible miracles have occurred over the many years since I began to deal with demons in public. Souls have been delivered from demons in the thousands in public, and the body of Christ has been strengthened. And I want to talk a little bit about the biblical precedent for casting out demons and share some of my personal encounters with those demons in public settings. And we're going to do that right after this quick intermission on tonight's edition of Deliverance.
Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with another way you can recognize a Jesus freak. Watch how they act. Now, the truth is that Christians aren't perfect. We mess up all the time. That's the sinful nature of man. But an authentic Christian will work hard so that the non-believers don't view us as hypocrites. Peter wrote, Be careful how you live among your unbelieving neighbors. Even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behaviors, and they will believe and give honor to God when he comes to judge the world. That's an excellent reminder. Your behavior won't get you into heaven, but your behavior will help your neighbor to see and believe. For more on the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com.
Michael Tate with news about another real-life Jesus freak. Suddenly, the communist stopped beating the Christian prisoner and blurted out, I have power of life and death over you. I am God. The Christian, whose name was Wreck, took that moment to speak truth to his persecutor. You don't know what a deep thing you have said. You have not been created to be a torturer or a man who kills. You have been created to become like God with the life of the Godhead in your heart. Rex's words in that Romanian prison planted a seed with the man. Days later, Rex's torturer opened his heart to Jesus and found his own place in God's family. How do you respond to the voice of the martyrs? Go online to persecution.com. sunset the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon possessed the whole town gathered at the door the whole town gathered at the door this is from the gospel of Mark chapter 1 and Jesus healed many who had various diseases he also drove out many demons the whole town gathered at the door and he cast out demons. Jesus dealt with demons in public. And when a believer deals with the demonic in public, the results of deliverance can have a profound, obviously, effect upon the community. As the word gets out that Jesus delivers, for he does, he does deliver. That's why the church needs to wake up. That's why the church needs to be jolted. That's why the church should be carried out the commands of Jesus. In my name you will cast out devils. In Mark 16, Jesus made that very clear among many other places in Scripture. He's called you, my friends. You, my brother. You, my sister. He's called you to cast out demons in public. And public exorcisms will result in many more coming out to hear about God's power and his ability to deliver from demonic spirits. Another example I would like to look at is one of my favorite portions of Scripture from the book of Acts, chapter 8, when we read of the evangelist Philip conducting a public deliverance, a public exorcism. In Acts 8, Philip it's declared that Philip went down to the city, a city in Samaria, 
and proclaim the Christ there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs he did, they all paid, paid very close, paid close attention to what he said. With shrieks, evil spirits came out of many, and, Mary par- and many paralytics and cripples were healed. So there was great joy in that city. Not only are many delivered from demons, but there was great joy in the city. When Jesus visits a public service, there is a great joy. When there's a deliverance service, there is great joy because of what Jesus is able to do when he's believed upon and trusted to liberate precious souls bound by evil forces. There will be great joy in the city. And that's what we need. We need the joy of Jesus. We need the joy of Jesus throughout this world. What better way to bring joy in the city than to cast out demons in public? I have conducted many, many exorcisms and public meetings all over the world and have witnessed firsthand the power of Christ setting hurting souls free. And Jesus honors public deliverances. He honors the believer who cast out demons in public. As he himself was involved in this ministry while upon this earth. This is a desire of his heart for his servants. Because he called you to carry out this work. And he will bless you. And every public exorcism that I've been involved in has greatly encouraged the body of Christ. I, don't, I can't recall any public exorcism that I've performed where the body of Christ was not encouraged. In fact, conducting an exorcism in public allows the exorcist the opportunity to teach the body of Christ on how to deal with demons as you minister to those who may be manifesting demons. And this is what I often do in public deliverances. I invite the body of Christ. It's not about Jay Bartlett. Heaven forbid that. It's about Jesus. It's about training the body of Christ to cast out demons. I'm just a mere instrument. And it's my hope I can raise men and women around the world, men and, men and women of God who love Jesus Christ, to be raised up to cast out demons in the name of Jesus. And... Through these public exorcisms, it allows me the opportunity to equip the body of Christ on how to deal with demons as you minister to those who may be manifesting demons as a result of the preaching of the gospel and the prayer of authority. Now, obviously, public exorcisms are not exciting for the victim of the demonic affliction, but they honor God as the people of God assist in helping bound souls find freedom. Public deliverances are supernatural, miraculous, mystical, powerful, awe-inspiring. And this will surely get the attention of the watching world, which watches and waits to see what Jesus is capable of doing. And what a powerful tool to reach more people with the gospel than bringing forth the signs and the wonders the miraculous element of the gospel. Healing the sick, casting out demons. He'll open more people to the gospel. And the book of Matthew, the gospel of Matthew, it is said, it is written in Mark 16, 
Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. Along with the preaching of the word of God, the preaching of the gospel, signs and wonders will follow for those who believe, only for those who believe. There's many churches preaching the gospel, but they do not believe the Lord to bring forth the miraculous. So the Holy Spirit is grieved, and you don't see the miraculous. But to those who believe the Lord, signs and wonders will often follow the preaching of the word and the preaching of the gospel. And nearly every public meeting I hold, there is signs and wonders occurring. Not because of anything special with me. Far from it. It's because I believe and I'm open to the supernatural and the miraculous and God honors that and he brings it forth. And first and foremost, God desires to bring forth the miraculous. He wants to save. He wants to heal. He wants to deliver. He wants to bring forth his glory in powerful wonders and signs. Jesus wasn't simply limiting his command to cast out demons in private. He is hoping more of us, the body of Christ, would follow his example and deal with the demons in public. From around the world, from Trinidad to Haiti to Africa to the mighty cities of Europe, through Latin America, all across North America, we have seen the power of Jesus Christ deliver souls in public. Yes, the manifestations can be quite intense. It jolts the body of Christ. It jolts the watching world. And they begin to realize the power of the demonic is real. But more importantly, they see that Jesus Christ conquers over the evil one. And that's what Jesus desires. He came into the world to destroy the works of the evil one. He's come to destroy the works of Satan. And because of his blood, because of his resurrection, you can be set free. There is power in the name of Jesus Christ. And I extend that power to you. Whoever you may be listening to this broadcast, to this presentation, I speak to you in the love and the compassion and the comforting presence of the Holy Spirit. You are battling demons. They're tormenting you. They're afflicting you. They're attacking you in a very unusual manner. And in the authority of Jesus Christ, I speak faith, hope, and love to your spirit. You're loved by God. And in the authority of Jesus Christ, I command you, evil spirit, if you have no rights, and it's simply just somebody coming along just to tell you to leave in the authority of Jesus Christ, if that's the case, if you have no rights by which this person needs to repent of the sin that allowed you in, I command you to leave now in the authority of Jesus Christ. If you have no rights, go out of these people. Now in the authority of the blood of cross. The blood of the cross of Jesus Christ. Go. Go to that pit in the authority of Jesus. Leave these people. 
now. Now in the authority of Jesus, come out. Come out. In the authority of Jesus Christ, come out of these people now in Jesus' name. Now, Holy Spirit of God, fill these precious people. Fill them with your presence. Fill them with your love, your power, your holiness. Jesus, I give, I place these dear souls into your loving hands. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I would encourage you, if you've experienced a measure of freedom, deliverance, even while I was praying for you, those of you listening to this broadcast, this presentation, I would love to hear from you. Email me at j at jbartlett.org, j-a-y at jbartlett.org, and I'll be definitely praying for you. I would encourage you, if you have opportunity, to visit my homepage at jbartlett.org, jbartlett.org, this evening or at your earliest convenience and browse my more than 25 volumes on a variety of different subjects and and topics and issues. I'm dealing with a variety of different issues from the authority that we have in Jesus Christ to expose in the occult and the powers of Satanism to books on on how on instructing the believer in how to cast out demons and pray for the sick. I th- I believe all these books will encourage you, will equip you, and will inspire you. I I really truly believe there'll be a blessing. They've blessed many throughout the world. And these books continue to sell and continue to be read by so many, many people on nearly every continent of this world. I don't proclaim to be a gifted writer per se. That's why I don't spend too much time talking of, of, of the various volumes I've written. I just feel a burden from the Lord to put my experiences in writing, to share my thoughts on the issue of uh, – on some very important issues that the church, the modern church is – is rarely talking about addressing, and 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 many people are grasping, they getting getting to my, they're able to to know that my heart is to reach them, to instruct them, to encourage them, to equip them. They see my heart. I know I'm not a a professional writer per se. I'm not a trained writer. I don't feel like I'm necessarily uh, extraordinarily gifted in this area, but I uh, because the Lord. Has asked me to write, I do write. And the Lord has blessed the writing to reach so many bound people in the name of Jesus Christ. So be sure to go to my homepage, jbartlett.org, browse my volumes. They're all basically free. Find one that you're interested in, and there's some rather large volumes to very small volumes. I, I believe they're, they're, all of them will be equally a blessing to you. And we do love you, my friends. You're special in God's eyes. I'm believing the best for you. I'm believing a new day has begun. This is a new beginning, a new start, a new peace, a new joy, a new love. It's all possible because of our loving Savior, Jesus Christ. I bless you, my friends. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. 